Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders, <gasps> Tyler Keel. You know, Canada, to some reason, in the big games, and whatever it is in the big soccer tournaments, whether it's the Olympics or the World Cup, they, some, they just can't score, it seems like, in the big moments. Canada isn't the biggest I know, well, I know soccer country. But they're still good, and they have Sinclair. They they're have ta- okay. They have talent up front. Is That's the thing. It's But it's just when it gets the big games, and I remember when they were in when they hosted the last World Cup, they played Great Britain. They they hit a dud. Big dud. Well, they Great play, Britain also has really good players. They, they faltered for five minutes. The problem. Just, have, Defensively, they faltered for five minutes in that game. Today, they just, of course, Sweden's goalkeeper made that big save on the penalty. They had a free kick and a corner in the dying seconds of the match, and they missed both. They failed to convert on both. But it wasn't meant to be. But now Sweden plays Germany, so I don't pity them one bit. Who does USA play? They, uh, oh, they actually, beat, hold beat, on. I they, got it right here. They beat Spain today. Two they to beat one. Spain, so now they're in the quarterfinal uh, with France. Yes, that. And that's going to be the game's going to be this Friday at 3 o'clock. Eastern so, timer. Yeah. No, not, I mean, I mean, yeah, like, yes. Well, okay, yes. don't forget there's people all around, and some people may be overseas. So 3 o'clock Eastern time, United States. Yes, Whatever it because, is. Because they, well, is it the United States? No, it might be. Maybe. No, it's it's three. Well, they, the games do start at 3 o'clock here. The All times are in Eastern Standard Time. Okay. The crazy thing is that. So, yes, that, 3 o'clock Eastern that Standard that Time. This place is going to be. Which, does it say which stadium it's in? Parc du Princesse. It's going to be loud. Yeah, so for you got. Home, for the home team and everything. So, you, you got, got the home country versus the United States at the big. We st- helped you 300 years ago. We're going to put an end to it now. Or however they say it in French. Because they helped for uh, yeah, yes, Americans yes, in the Revolutionary Ty. War and yada yada, and it's yeah, like, you, gonna take it back. Yeah, you know. always won for three hundred some. You world, know. the World Wars are just kind of whatever. No. Fun fact for those that are still keeping count: the United St- the United States still holds a tab of debt for that war. Which one? The Revolutionary one. <laughs> Hence, they're gonna pay it off by lose on Friday. Do you, want, do you want to pay off your debts? Yeah. Do you Let want, us win. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Literally, who's the who's the leader in France? I don't follow crazy I don't. Politics. I don't know who Whoever their, it the is, president is. Gonna, I don't know go, his name. He's going to make a phone call to Trump through whatever wiretap he needs to do. And he's going to say, listen, that debt you owe us. I don't care about China, whatever. You want that debt taken care of? You want that off your mind? All right. Take Rapid out of the lineup for Friday. Unde- undisclosed injury. <laughs> France wins. How? What's wrong with Rapino? Who knows? But oh, uh, hey, that debt's gone. Hey, look at that. It was an undisclosed upper body injury. <laughs> upper body, upper body. It's, oh, what? we're going to call it upper body just because. I mean, you could say lower body injury. Then it'd be more realistic. Say she got hurt, twisted her ankle in training and can't walk. But everyone's like, wait, no. Yeah. Politics, ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah. our political hour with Kill Podcast. Back to the show. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> it took a weird turn. Anywho, uh, welcome back to the show. Association with Downtown Sports Network. Gonna get DTS. DTN. Yes, DTS. N. Ditson. Ditson. No. Ditson. No. At least it's not 
downtown sports. It's not like, you know, Duncan Keith's 1,000th game. D1K. D1K. Need we say more? Nope. But also, if you have a if you have a better acronym for Downtown Sports Network or how we should say it, use the hashtag the Kill Podcast or tweet at DT Sports Network or tweet us at the Kill Podcast. Tell us how we should say the acronym for Downtown Sports Network because D- Dutson? No, there's no there's no you there. As long as it's not Ditsy, I think we're good. <laughs> Ditsy. Well, there's an N there, so if it was Downtown Sports Yearbook, then that'd be awkward because that'd be a Y. It would be Ditsy. Yeah. It's a very ditzy show we got going today. <laughs> Great start. This is what happens when we do shows within like a week apart. Yeah, we're just like, I mean, we don't have a lot of stuff, but hey, this was a fun-filled weekend. We had the draft. Dra- the entire draft. The, the real one, not the one that we were talking about last week, where I was eating it up. Yeah. Zion Williamson, I'm eating it up. Zion Williamson. Everyone's high on Zion. Oh my gosh, it's own hashtag. New Orleans Pelicans, I'm copywriting it right now. You owe me money every time you use it. Ty, it's already a thing. What? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but yeah. High on Zion in... No, dang, it's the Bayou. Crap. Yeah. High on Zion in... But there's, like, no city that ends in Ion in the NBA, is there? No. Well, give me a second to think Hold about on. It. While we're New thinking York, about that... Miami. No. No, there's no, no, Ty. No, nope, there's it. nothing. No, nope, I got nothing. But yes, we had the 2019 entry draft for the National Hockey League. We also had a bit of trading going on, and then we're also going to be talking a I'll bit. Be, I'll be honest. During that first round, I was very disappointed. Why? I was, well, I was expecting the big fish to go out. I was pretty sure that Mitch Marner was going to get traded. All this good stuff. Oh, hello. Hello. What? We have breaking news, I think. Are you serious? I'm serious. Breaking news. My buddy Free just tweeted at me, too. He makes sure he tweeted at me. Okay. Chica- uh, per the Chicago Blackhawks, at NHL Blackhawks, the Blackhawks have acquired defenseman Calvin DeHaan and forward Alexi Sorella from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for goaltender Anton Forsberg and defenseman Gustav Forsling. For the first time ever on the Kill Podcast, we have breaking news. <laughs> Count it. Live on the show. I'm upset. I know, you're losing Calvin DeHaan. But here's, okay. He was a good player. He was. A, hold on, Alex. Let me look at it from what Carolina's getting before we start balling our eyes over Calvin DeHaan. He's a good, okay. Because Chicago is going to be good next year, guys. Let's just put that out right now. They're going to be a competitive hockey club. They're trying to sell tickets, but continue. Oh, they'll be able, dude, they always sell tickets. They're, the, they're like the Leafs now. They can sell whenever. It's not like 90s Chicago where they You're had right, a, because they've won cups. Exactly. Well, recently. Okay, the Leafs... The Leafs have owners. Recently. The Leafs have companies and families of 20 generations that have had season tickets. But the thing is is that the Leafs are going to have to pay Curtis McElhenney and Peter Mrazek. And you know Mrazek's going to ask for a high dollar, especially after the season he had. The Hurricanes. What did I say? Maple Leafs, I think. My bad. Keeping my mind on one thing. The importance. No, I'm kidding. Carolina cannot afford both. Especially with McElhenney, the way he's played over the this previous previous contract, he's gonna ask for more than a million. Anton Forsberg is an RFA though, that's the kicker. But then again, he hasn't had great numbers in Chicago. So for Carolina, you can use that to your advantage. Say, hey, we're going to give you this much. You'll back up Marazic. So Marazic will probably be the goaltender in Carolina. No, no, Alex. Curtis McElhenney. Think reasonably. Curtis McElhenney is good. He is good. He would have kept them in 
the playoffs. You're right. But here's the they problem. They kept Mraz getting there for too long. You're right. But unfortunately, I don't think Don Waddell and Tommy, your boy Tommy Dunn are thinking that way. They want Mrazic to be the starter because, let's be honest, he handled Washington. Now, yes, Curtis McClendon came up big against the Islanders. Would he have done better against Boston? I don't know. We can't. You know what? Our DeLorean's broken down. Alex still sitting outside the garage. All I'm saying is this. Covered in They need both. Yes, but they're not going to be able to afford both because you know Mrazic's money. You remember the deals he had in Detroit. That's going to be a high asking price he's going to ask for. I hate this damn league. I hate it. Why can't we have the damn luxury tax? The luxury tax? Why can't the why can't everything be like because the NBA? there are, there are some markets that because the league wants everyone to be competitive. Yes. Tell me how many teams are competitive in the National Basketball Association? Competitive. I'm talking where an eight seed can actually beat a one seed. If anyone thought I mean, the Bucks did, were going to lose in the first round, you're out of your mind. If anyone thought the Pistons were going to win a single thing this year, you're out of your mind. I mean, the Pistons did look pretty competitive this past season. Yeah, against other bad teams like good friends out there in Memphis or even Utah New, looked pretty New okay. Orleans was off. Charlotte's been off. Miami, Chicago, <laughs> the Bulls. We don't, we don't talk about Chicago. They were bad. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. The luxury tax, yes, for rich teams. Don't forget, when the Leafs were buying Ron Francis and Brian Leach before the lockout and the Wings were doing the same thing. Okay, but here's You're the right. Th- it's great. The luxury tax is great for the rich teams. However, across the league, it's not good. Okay, but how is that different from up, upping the cap? The difference is that just gives teams more room. And by the way, we'll get more yeah, of the gives cap. gives them more room. Gives me more room to have Peter Morazic and Curtis McElhaney. The league can't just make it $100 million. We'll get to The league will get there. Inflation and everything else. And yes, but at the same time, okay, the, don't the forget, cap. When the cap first came out, when the, when the hard cap came out after the lockout, the league was not making as much money as today. You can't have teams spending money when there's no money to spend. Right, Arizona. At the same time, Arizona is a prime example. Well, they don't spend money because they don't have any. That's the point. They don't spend money. But here's the thing: you talk about inflation, and that's the reason why the cap goes up every year. Yeah. Well, you know what? If the cap goes up because of inflation, so are player salaries. Connor McDavid isn't going to be making eleven, twelve million dollars. No, he's going to be making you know fifteen, sixteen. You could easily make fifteen. Absolutely. So you you if you move up the cap due to inflation, all the contracts are going up. What I'm saying is if you move the cap up to give space for teams to because listen, the one thing that's been downtrodding teams nowadays is the fact that they have a couple good players, maybe a line, maybe four that consists of a lot of the cap. So like the Pittsburgh Penguins when they were winning cups a couple years ago. Right. Same with kind of the Leafs right now. You got four players where you're, you got all all your money's in a tight-knit group. And then you got... You really have three because one's still up for debate. Anyways. Understandably so. However, so you have all these players with a disparity in, in salary compared to the rest of the team. So you got players that are making... You know, league men seven twenty five nine. I thought it's all six fifty. What's my buddy Summers making? Maybe six fifty now, but I'm curious you know, though. Six fifty, seven twenty five, maybe eight hundred. Okay, but what happens to these players after their ELC? 
You have to get they that ask for a lot. Depending on, they well, it depends how good they are. That one hundred and five percent cap, isn't it? One hundred five, or is it one ten? Uh, oh, for the RFA to go up, it's one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, one hundred ten percent. So one hundred ten percent, nine fifty. That's just a re-sign. So you got all these players that are going to be be making so much money, and then you got the rest of the team that's you're you're literally losing talent. Because you quote unquote cannot pay them. Let's see. Um, players making up to so players who earned less than six hundred sixty grand. Of course, this is years ago. So under seven hundred must be offered one hundred ten percent in their qualifying offer. Players making up to one million between that range must be offered one hundred five percent. Players making over a million, so college free agents, whatnot, in their ELCs or if they are RFA's, pardon me, must make at least one hundred percent. So, you know, guys like Jacob Truba could get right. five point five, but he, that, but they he'd have he couldn't he he could easily get paid, but he'd have to get paid one hundred percent. He'd have to get correct. paid five point five men. But right, that's so not you have happen, but you, you know have players like Austin Matthews who now okay oh even, okay we'll, we'll we'll move back. We'll that, that, let's keep, let's keep, not let's not go with that crazy okay, nine hundred grand to eleven and a half fine. million a million dollars eleven million dollars. William Nylander, then, regardless of how much he depreciates, he has to make at least 100% of that money. No, because by, as the, a, by, as no, an by, by, no, because by the end of his contract, he'll be a UFA. His contract go, takes him through UFA years. But, but you see what I'm getting at. So if, he, if, he's, if you sign a player that just comes out of his ELC and you sign him to $2 million, okay, he's a great player. Does amazing things. So Zach Hyman, Connor Brown, got it. Okay, you offer Zach Hyman, Connor Brown two million dollars, and if the last year of his, of his contract is RFA, and you don't quote unquote have enough space in the cap, you can you have you, to get rid of him. No, because it's only two million dollars. If it's, you don't have it's room more, for, man, it's more. If manageable. you don't have room for two million dollars, is what I'm saying. Say you could only afford one. How? 7. What does that have to do with the luxury tax? This is where we started off here, folks. If you're trying to follow along, because I'm lost. Where I'm talking about with this luxury tax is that you get to keep the players that do good for your team. Okay. Yes. Without but, having a heart with, without a hard cap, you are going to allow players that deserve good money just as much as your superstars do. To continue to make money, so you, that way you don't how have does players. The bad teams, Alex. The moral the, of the, the idea. Moral of the story: Curtis McElhaney, Alex, look and at Peter Mrazek would be able to play for look, the same team. Look at me when I say Carolina would not let the fact that they were able. They were good because they had young. They had a mix of veteran players in that Carolina team in the two thousands. And some young guys are able to chip in here and there. And somehow Arch Serbe and Cam Ward were actually okay goaltenders. That team did not, could not last in the luxury tax era. That team does not have enough money to last. So if you want to go with this luxury tax deal, I get it. If you're Rangers, you're Leafs, Detroit for a while, like the longest time like we saw, still, those teams will be competitive. However, your Carolinas, your Floridas, Tampa, eh, Arizona, even Dallas would take a huge hit, I think, these days, especially with the, with the money that they're getting in. The point of the matter is the luxury tax, luxury tax only helps the good, rich teams, the better teams. Why? Because they're better because they're rich. That's why the league instilled the hard cap, because, well, not enough teams were making money, 
and they want the league to be more competitive. And it's worked. And I understand that. But at the same time, I just want both goalies. Well, man. you ain't going to have them on Carolina with a luxury tax. Well, that's I what understand I'm... what you're trying to say. You have your fantasy, your Kane's Crusades. Guess what? It ain't going to happen with the luxury tax, and it's not going to happen with the hard cap. We made it to the Eastern Conference final. Dang it. Yes. I want both goalies. Well, you're going to have Anton Forsberg backing up Peter Mrazek. Yeah, but Anton Capri- Forsberg is dog crap. That's why he's going to be the backup. Chicago adds the 4.55 with Calvin DeHaan, leaving them with almost $12 million in cap space. By the way, we should mention this now before we get back to the draft. The cap floor is... Actually, we'll talk about it later. Cap floor is $60.2 million, but we got to talk about the draft. The only reason why we talked about free agents and stuff like that and money is because, well, breaking news for the first time ever on Hashtag The Kill Podcast. It's not the first time ever. We've had a bit of breaking we, news before. Okay, no. Live on the show, we've had break a little yes. bit before, like in the day of. No, we've had breaking we've news never on the had show. Breaking news. Yes, before. we have. No, when? I can't think it off the top of my head. Hey, exactly. I'll remember this one forever. And so will you, folks, when you tweet us at the Kill Podcast oh, and tell us where Mother you were, Teresa. where were you listening? Were you listening on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio? What were you listening to when you knew when you heard the first ever breaking news on the Kill Podcast? Downtown Sports Network. You are spare parts. Hey, I'm plugging. There's an outlet over there. Plug, plug, add a plug. Give me that plug strip. Give me a whole massive line of extension cords. Plug strip, plug strip, plug, plug, plug. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I can get more. No. Okay. Let's get back to the draft. Draft. Well, not get back to it. We have to get to it. Yeah. So. Any more trades? Freege? Hold on. Let me text him. You're ridiculous. So, the United States of America... Nope, nothing. Did well, this draft. The United States National Development Team did really well. I mean, there's a lot of other Americans well, that could yes. around. Okay, but overall, majority of nationality, first round. This was an American-heavy draft. I agree with you. Correct. Eight so, players from the national team yeah. in the first round. Deservedly so. Is that never from one team? Now, yes. You can say, you say, ever from one team, that's crazy. Well, yes, but then you can look at it, the fact that it's a hockey academy where they right. they play in the USHL. I, I understand it's that. It's like the IMG Academy, except for it's the national one. Exactly. It, it's, I don't want to say the word unfair, but in terms of... It's completely fair. In terms of like saying they all come from one team is kind of a... It, it's like saying, oh yeah, the entire... Half the Canadian World Junior roster, the U18 roster got drafted. Well, yeah. Cause yeah, because they're good. But, they deserve but, but, but to But those be there. players like spread out like the WHL, OHL. The point is like they're all saying, wow, they all came from one team. Some people told me that. I'm like, well, all from one team. And I'm like, that's... It's not really... It is the case, but it's not the case. Does that make sense? Okay. We understand that the United States Hockey League, the USHL, is a funky league. It's there are a couple guys in the second round and third round, right? Happen but to see it. But 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 they're a funky league in the fact that they are ran by USA Hockey. I want to say yes, completely by well, U- well, they're ran, but they're under USA Hockey guidelines. Yes, they're they are under. They don't have a trapezoid. They are a USA Hockey sanctioned league. They are a college prep league. Correct. A very good one. There are, some pretty, be, there are some pretty bad ones out there. That being said, they also have in there that the USA U18 team. Which also which used to be in the NAHL, remember? Correct. Years ago when Correct. Jimmy Howard and Abdulkader. Mm-hmm. They also 
are allowed to compete. They don't have to do exhibitions against other countries. They get to play against other American players and no, other they, they do and other. Well, they they do, but and they play college teams too. They do. Michigan However, got spanked. By ne- not, needless to say, they do standings. They they are they play in the USHL. They're not really good though when it comes to league standings, but they're a talented team. Correct. Now, who who knows what would happen if if say Canada ever did something like that and they had them play in the BCHL, which is arguably outside the US. I, I'd say it's it's the best junior A league, the tier two league in Canada. Compared, what, about, what about the Quebec league? The Quebec league's pretty good. The tri- uh, it's it's not. It's, it's nasty. No, that's the L- you're thinking of the LNAH. No. Ah, yes. No, the LNAH is is fed league on steroids. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. We got to go to one of those games and not get killed. Fed league or LNAH? No, we get killed because we're English speaking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to watch we, hockey fights. We would walk in there, and unless we said if we said no words, we'd be fine. We just wouldn't be able to order anything. <laughs> I'd be sitting there with my Google Translate trying to order a beer. Uh, we'd be able to figure it out a little bit. I still remember, oh, I still remember a bit of French. Right. So do I. Merci beaucoup, monsieur. <laughs> no. But, no, the point where it was like, oh, yes. Yeah, so the, the draft. No, the BCHL. Well, I'm trying to compare the leagues. But, no, U.S. National Development Team, they sent a lot. Hughes, of course, first overall pick. Shocker. Shocker. Shocker, indeed. Capacac goes number two, but then Capacaco, Capacaco, who <laughs> loves tr- loves New York, big city, loves. Did you see that? What the Rangers posted? Capacaco, I know. No, they they did post that, and it was it was it was funny. It was, it was funny to watch. Here, Caco, say something about how loving New York. He literally probably just got out of, probably just got his taxi in from LaGuardia. Or JFK. I don't know what they flew them in on. Uh, they probably did LaGuardia. No, they probably did JFK. It's the Rangers. They probably did, they probably dropped them in on a parachute with another person ran on top of the garden. Well, actually, that would have been a pretty cool stunt. Isn't no LaGuardia's farther out from LaGuardia's nice. a little north. I yeah, think. it is. New York people, tweet me at hashtag the cool podcast and tell us where the heck LaGuardia is. Needless to say, the interview was awkward. It was cringe. It wasn't awkward. It was just like, here, tell everyone how you like New York. Uh, it's great, and I love the city, and monotone. No, it was awkward, dude. Monotone. It was, Why are you asking me questions? It was cringeworthy. He's there for five seconds. Listen, They're like, the, how do you like New York? I just got here. Give me a second. Where's your favorite place to get New York-style pizza? I don't know. I haven't eaten yet. I don't know how to order pizza. What is pizza? <laughs> they know what pizza is. Come on now. Don't be ridiculous. Have you ever had finished pizza? Neither have I. <laughs> No, they probably just make pizza. That's true. Well, hey, there's a finished pizza. So, oh, what would be on a finished pizza? Draft. Okay, we're getting back to the draft. I'm to th- no, no, I'm trying to think of finished food. Folks from Fanland tweeted at the hashtag the kill blood podcast. sausage. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 Not not just not even just blood sausage. Just like you know how they like have like the fermented blood and just. That. That's the sauce. That's the sauce. That's a... Anyways, sorry. Eight players in the the first round. Jack Hughes, Alex Turcotte, who went to L.A., pick number five. And then, of course, Trevor Zegras, getting drafted by Anaheim at number nine. Three in the top ten. 
That the USA the USHL has been a really good league this past year, and it's it's the same reason why I would say that. Well, I how am I going to put this without offending anyone in the USHL? The national team is very good at developing players. Then again, that's their job. It's their job to develop talent, to train them, to be so when they get to college, they're ready. All I'm saying is this: the USHL is good. Compared compared to previous years, the Muskegon Lumberjacks had a really good showing. Well, then again, when you take out half the seats, it helps. No, I'm talking about... Oh, talking about the, I'm talking about selling out. On ice. Oh, yeah, they're really good. Well, like I said... Why, would, why would ticket sales affect the draft? I th- no, ah, I'm, yes! I thought you talking about the, the success of the, the league. The Lumberjacks! Okay, Alex, look at me. I know you're trying to get a job, but I'm just saying they have not really done a good job at selling since they became... Since the, since the fury kind of died off. Oh, yes, they have. Are you kidding me? <sighs> They've they were, been doing really good with sales the last couple of years, dude. Yes, but they've been there were some years, Alex, when you and we go to games and you could sit anywhere. We went to a game this past year, like I said. Okay, what day was that though? What that was like a Monday night game for right? We went Fridays. I went on Fridays. You go to a Friday night Saturday, but then again, of course, Muskegon's getting better. And it's nicer. Everything. Yes, they're, they're getting better. The whole city is growing, and yes, yeah, stuff, stuff, and things. But needless to say. New alternate jersey, by the way. Another one. Yeah. Don't forget, this is the this is junior league and minor leagues. We're just hey, we're gonna put no, a it's sweater. like like a, no, like a genuine one. Oh, they're gonna like actually wear it more often. Potentially. Anyways, long story short, national development program making USHL. an impact early good, good. and often. Spencer Knight. Oh boy. I know he's I know he's going up to Boston College. He'll make an impact there. But man, if Florida can't seal Bobrovsky, we'll get to that later. You could see Knight in a year or two in a Panthers uniform. We have I'd a- rather have both. No. R- Reimer needs a Reimer has a family. Huh. You know who else has a family? Curtis McElhaney. Does he? Yes. Nobody's that old and not had a family. There's he, a lot of people. No, he's like got that. a family. Okay. He has a family. Anyways. He's a husband at first. He's got the hair of a husband. The hair of a husband that's been around for 25 years and has not... I'm not going to... No, Dear not, Lord. Not going to do it. Anyways. I, I love McLean too much to go there. Now, Detroit has also made a presence. Well, Stevie Eiserman did. Well, then again, Stevie Eiserman's made a presence for all the time as Tampa, but Ooh, he... Oh, yes. Steve Eiserman with the help of Chris Draper and Dan Cleary and all the other former players that are on the scouting staff and everything. Oh, yeah. Like they're trying and to and the international play staffing, too. Okay, they're not doing it. They're just partners because they're there. They're going to be like the Oilers, but hopefully better, I'm sure, if you're Detroit. But listen, Eiserman's a smart guy, and that said... Moritz Sider. You talk... I Listen, I have, I've been to hockey games. I've been to live events where something has happened where the whole crowd goes, oh, my gosh, like... Like something bad happened. The entire arena and the draft floor went, what are you doing? Not Everyone, necessarily what are you doing. It's it like, like, wait, what? What? Even even Cider, this kid, who was a rookie of the year in the DEL, the, in the German League, and the champion with Man, with Mannheim, was like, what? <laughs> are, are you sure? Well, like, didn't we say, like, he was going to be a late first-round pick? Late... Uh, late first round, potentially he wasn't possible be, second rounder. He, uh, he was going to be first round. It wasn't going to be top 10. Like, look at him. He's like, what? 
I'm getting I'm drafted. Number six, sixth overall. This now, now, okay. To be fair, let's let's look at it from this way. When I when I was thinking, did he play for the German team at the Olympics? No, at the, he may but have, did for the juniors though. No, uh, Germany wasn't in it this year. They are oh, ne- right. they are next year, which means Sider will probably be on that team next year. So, which is good for him because. I'll get to where he may go after the here in a second. But the point is, is like, Eiserman knows he needs defensemen. Cronwall's not getting any older. Erickson's garbage. And the, the day to Kaiser saga should end sooner than later. Cronwall's a UFA. God bless us, everyone. If you're a Detroit fan, at least. Cider, they know, he knows he needs defensemen. He was, if, he, if Eiserman was probably hoping on the fact that Bowen Byron, Byron was going to get passed on, which was not going to happen. I'm sorry. I love you, Stevie, but no. So he went with Cider because, well, size, he's a man beast he's a strong man he's a big boy he's been eating that kielbasa and the german strudel and stuff potatoes that, potatoes taters get that starch in you it's getting swole beer <laughs> no actually well apparently their coach in Mannheim is like a crazy workout freak like they bring their squat racks on the road <laughs> to work out after games i respect that like he like so pretty much what cider's been doing the last couple years or playing with Mannheim last year excuse me was training like an NHL team would. You play the game and you work out after some. You do that. You. I don't know if you ever. That just sounds so dumb. It's okay. You don't. Okay. You don't like go like heavy workout. It's more like you do like ten sets at hundred like forty fives on on squats. Just something to get the blood flowing, kind of get the lactic acid out. You hop on the bike or whatever. You do some squats. It's good for the legs. I never did it because well. Why don't you do like yoga? Because you're you're. You can, but it's it's different. It's a different. I feel like yoga would be a whole lot better for your that's, body. That's static stretching. Static stretching, Alex. Okay, no, I'm not going to get into physical therapy with you or physical workout. I need my buddy Chuck Hoffbauer to be here. Hoffbauer Performance. It's not a thing anymore, but he's. I love the man to death. I have to give him a call. But the point is, Eisman wanted a defenseman. He got a big defenseman in him. It will be years before we see him. He'll, like I said, he should go back to Germany. I don't see him playing. Everyone says he should go to the American League. No. No, yes. no, no, no. He has got a good base in Germany right now on a good hockey team that's producing players like crazy. It'll give him an opportunity to prepare better for the World Junior Championship. His stock will go up with that. He may, not next year, but maybe the year after. The point is you don't want to rush him. Stevie Eisman's not going to rush this along. It's not going to be like they're going to get the first overall pick, draft the guy, I'm like, all right, we're going to become the best team right now. No, that's not going to happen. He knows it's going to take time. They have talent up front, but you want to properly develop your defenseman. Like I said, Danny DeKaiser went from Western to Detroit. Did it work out? No. Not in the slightest. Take your time. Eiserman knows how to... Listen, how many times did Tampa miss the playoffs when Eiserman was under Eiserman's regime? Stevie Eiserman does not, will not tear a team apart, and he will not simply say, all right, we're going to go for it all because we got this one defenseman. They only missed the playoffs under Eisman's regime. Make sure I have this right here. The 2012 and the lockout short in 2013 season and the 2017 season. Excuse me. So, like I said, three times. They missed it three times in his regime. He's not going to go all out just to say, hey, we got a defenseman. We can make this work. No. He's going to take time. The Wings may not make the playoffs for another two years. Let's be honest here, folks. The point of the matter is that this team is going to get better. 
That's why you saw more of the draft. It's going to be a deeper draft. It's going to be better in development, more proper development, and smarter contracts. Proper contracts. Yeah, but at the same token, though, in, in this day and age... Okay. Cider, let's, no, let's, cider should not come to North America. That's what you're about to say, no. No, what I'm saying is Detroit fans and... Okay, sports fans in general, but mainly hockey, just because the fast-paced nature of... And that's the sh- kind of the show we do. The office and everything. If you don't show dramatic improvement in the first two years, people are going to be calling for your head. doesn't matter what market you're in. Here's the problem, Alex. Because th- think about Sorry. it. We, we had Dubis, who... He's doing his best. He's learning from his mistakes because he's a new GM. He hasn't been in this position ever before. You can say, yeah, he's been an assistant GM and he's done general manager work for the Marlies. Well, yeah, general manager work for the Marlies, though. Right. It's nothing that, to the scale of the NHL, where even as general manager of the Marlies, he has limited say. It was all about Lou. Lou had the last say in everything because he knew it. Right. There's the, the reason why Lou Lamorello is a mob boss is because he learned how to be a mob boss. So, Iserman, he's got to do something in the in the first two years. Just something. Give the when you're a last place team, Alex, or towards the bottom. Trust me, you only have a way to go up. They, Iserman will not let this team go backwards. You only have one direction. It's not like yes, one direction. Ha. Huh? It's not a band anymore. Continue. Anyways, but the point of the matter is, is that as long as there's improvement and they don't go backwards, that's the pro. That's the point. And the fact of the matter is that Wings fans, well, Detroit fans in general, have accepted losing. Yeah, they understand. It's like me watching the Jays. Hey, we just beat Boston in a three-game series. I'll take it. There's a reason why I'm glad with Marcus Stroman posted Roberto Alomar hitting home off Dennis Eckersley. Suck it, Eckersley, and you dumb mustache. The point of the matter is. Word is that you're happy that they're doing well. Remember, why do I say since in the Babcock era that the 2016-2017 has been my favorite since he's joined? Why? Because there was no expectations and the Leafs did well. Since then, it's been miserable. Yeah, because people are expecting so dang much. Right, and the point of the matter is that you cannot expect much with this Red Wings team for for another two to three years with Iserman. Eiserman is trying to build this team into a champion, not a contender, a champion. That's the point. That's Eiserman's game. You're right. Was he ever able to get it done in Tampa? No. Then again, weird things happen. Hockey's dumb. The point of the matter is, is that it's going to take time. And that draft picks like this show that he's looking not for who's the best player, but he's looking for who do we need and who can we develop into a proper player. Fair. That okay, Eric that. Fair. No. Um, but talking about teams that are not going backwards. Well, we don't know yet, but. We don't know necessarily. but are looking good. Colorado. Colorado. You, you kind of pointed out pointed out a little bit earlier with the pick of Bowen Byram. But uh, another solid player that they picked how does, up. How, do, <laughs> how does Kirby Doc get drafted for Bowen Byram? So, okay, so I was listening to Hockey Central the today. Quick side story. Maybe okay. maybe Colorado just or uh, oh, who 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 picked up Kirby Dockin? Uh, yeah, Chicago. Maybe just Chicago needed somebody that was not Bowen Byron. 
Right. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, picking up Doc, it's a bit, And the funny was, uh, some of our guys, I think Nikos from Puck77 was down there live tweeting. And they said Kirby Doc, and everyone was like, who? Like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, everyone's silent. Like, yes, because nobody in Chicago knows anybody who plays for Saskatoon. The play-by-play guy from Chicago had to stand up there and explain to him who he was. But the point is, so, sorry, let me quickly get through the story. 1991 draft. Oh, boy. The Leafs, before that, traded Tom Curvers with New Jersey with Lou Lamorello and a draft pick. That year, the Devils picked fourth, third or fourth, but right before them were the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks went with a high-scoring junior player named Pat Falloon. The New Jersey Devils draft Scott Niedermeyer. Wait a second. Third pick of this year's draft, the Chicago Blackhawks go with a good scoring from junior, Kirby Dock. The Colorado Avalanche, who got that pick from Ottawa, the Sens wanted Matt Duchesne, Colorado uses that pick to get a defenseman by the name of Bowen Byram. I'm just saying, history repeats itself. <laughs> I'm not saying Bowen Byram's become a four-time gold medal winner or gold four-time gold player, whatever Scott Niedermeyer was winning champion. Now, I'm just saying, man. Okay. Did Chicago make a mistake? And yes, Pierre this Dorian's is a side an, and yes, Pierre Dorian's an idiot. No, this is a side note. All right, you know what? I'm tired of it. <laughs> you can't be comparing players to players of the past. Yes, you can. No. Yes, you can. Bowen Byram is Bowen Byram. Very skilled puck. He move, has not very fast, agile, skilled move and skilled puck moving defenseman who is capable in his own zone. Scott Niedermeyer. Does that ring a bell? He's not Scott Niedermeyer. Right, his name's Bowen you Byram. tell me that he's the reincarnation of Scott Niedermeyer's career. No, because Scott Niedermeyer's not dead. He can't be That's reincarnated. That's why I said reincarnation of his he career. Is like Scott Niedermeyer. Okay, yeah. fine. You're oh, right. yeah, he's fine. He, he's sim- You're right. When he Car- has a similar draft pattern due to the fact that someone traded for a pick and then someone picked before he was. So, okay, Alex, fine. I apologize. Let me just say this right now. When Bowen Byram goes end-to-end in the 2023 Stanley Cup Final, just like Scott Niedermeyer did against Detroit, you call me. Oh, for Pete's sake. I am just saying. I, I'm, it'll be, okay, if it actually happens, it's hilarious. Well, that would mean that Detroit would Pardon have me, to Pat get Flew, that far. Pat Flynn was drafted second. Niedermeyer was drafted third. So every pick went back one. So it was, I was, cl- it was close. But it's kind of a similar thing. Because Pat Flume didn't work out. So maybe Kirby Doc doesn't work out for Chicago. And to be honest, what? I, Kirby Doc's a talented junior player. Don't forget, Darcy Tucker was a good scoring forward in junior before he came before he came to the NHL. Yeah. I'm not, and what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying Kirby Doc's become a goon. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes junior scoring success does not turn into NHL scoring. So we'll see with Kirby Doc, but. Bowen Byram. Sorry, back to Colorado. Bowen Byram, amazing pickup, fell right into their lap. You're adding talented defensemen already. You got Eric Johnson. You're going to have a solid decor, which, that, let's be honest, that was kind of the weak spot. But, of course, like I said, you have Kale McCarr now. You have a young decor that you can develop into even better because if Bowen Byram doesn't make the team out of camp, I, I don't know what will happen. I mean, he'll just go back to the Giants in the Western Hockey League. But getting Alex Newhook... And people that were just watching the draft on NBC thought, 
Wait, Alex Newhook, he plays in Canada, doesn't play in any of the CHL leagues. He plays in the British Columbia Hockey League. Man, that's worse than the USHL. And I say, no, it's not, first of all. Second of all, the reason why Alex Newhook played for Victoria Grizzlies in the BCHL is because he's committed to Boston College. A maritime-born Newfoundlander boy, played his years in the GTHL and wanted to play junior hockey but didn't want to play in the major uh, major junior because he wanted to go to college. Good for him. He went over out to West, the BCHL, stood out in the league like crazy, got a first-round pick, had his own fan club. All of his old teammates were there cheering him on. Of course, then again, Victoria and Vancouver are fairly close. You could just drive up and watch your guy get drafted. Barely. So, and Newhook's very talented. He'll be obviously someone to develop. How many years he goes to Boston College, I'm not sure. But Colorado's, that was a good, Joe Sackick, of course, Burnaby Joe, was getting the cheers like crazy. He was getting as almost as much cheering as the Canucks did, I think, when they came to the podium. Then again, he went up twice, so it was kind of unfair. But Colorado had a really good first round. Getting Bowen Byram is going to be huge for this defense core. Adding to that, and man, Colorado. Whoever their goaltender is, I don't really know who care anymore. I mean, Philip Grubauer can take it, sure, but hey, look out for Colorado next year. Another team that we're probably going to have to be looking out for, the New York Rangers. Don't you mean the rebuilding Rangers, <laughs> Alex? Well, the rebuild may be going a little bit faster. Warp speed! It's like when the Leafs traded for signed Marlowe. All right, rebuild, gone, full speed championship time. Now, I'm not saying the Rangers are going to become a championship team. But you get Kako, great A talent. You just got Adam Fox. You have cap space. If you can dump Mark Stahl off the waters down there in the Hudson River, go for it, do it now. But you have Igor Shostorkin, who is coming over from Russia, really good goaltender. And Lundqvist, yes, his days are coming down to an end. Alex Yorgiev, he looked really good at times for the Rangers last year. So your goaltending, the future's bright there. Good. Right. And I, this team looks a lot more appealing. It does, and this team can go after someone in free agency now because they have the cap space to do that. The Rangers, of all teams, like I said, the big market teams, have cap space now. New York Rangers right now have... $17.5 million in cap space. That is a lot. You can get a lot of players with that. You can get Corey Perry. I'm kidding. You're not going to do that. No. But why would you want him? No, it's a joke, Alex. It, it was a joke. But the fact of the matter is that New York could be players next year. And the way the Metro is right now, I don't want to say it's weak, but it's flimsy. Washington won the division again, sort of. Pittsburgh barely got in. You have Carolina, who, let's be honest, Alex, they can still be good again, or they could be a, they may be a wildcard team. They could be a division leader. They could be a team that misses the playoffs. It happens. That's how the league works nowadays. You have Philadelphia, who's trying to go for it now, especially if they have Carter Hart. There's any team in that Metro, really, let's be legitimate here, any team in that Metro division has a chance. But New York has Truba now. Yes, and Jacob the signing Truba. rights. The, the signing si- rights. Well, he's going to because it's it's in a bigger market, and it's where, like I said, we talked about it on Friday or Thursday. Excuse me, we talked about his fiance. She'll be able to work. He will want to sign there because now he's looking at the team that's surrounding him. He's this team is a, a legitimate contender now, not a contender, excuse me, but a team that could make a legitimate run for the playoffs. Last year's wild card spot. Yeah, like I said, like you could literally see 
you'll have a top three from the Atlantic and the rest of the five spots be Metro. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it could actually happen again. First round, New York versus New York. Let's go. That'd have to be, well, you'd have to expect, then that means the Islanders have to be first in the league if you want them to be a wildcard team. Or first it's in the division. a possibility. It is. But well, they, they held like, first. I don't, see, I don't see Washington. They held first. Yes, so did Buffalo. Well, no, Buffalo never did, actually. But Buffalo held second. What I'm trying to say is that it's unlikely. But, if, hey, if they get two and three, sure, why not? I'm more hoping for a New Jersey Rangers battle just because I'd like to see Hughes and Kaka go one, two. Because look at it this way. This is the only time out of the past many, oh, I think I think this is the closest to two, one and two I've ever been drafting. You'll never see Connor McDavid and Matthews unless it's the final. You'll never see Eichel versus McDavid unless it's the final. Or unless McDavid gets traded or vice versa or whatever. Well, there's a thing between Line and Matthews. You're right. Nico Hishire and Nolan Patrick will go head-to-head between Philly and New, New Jersey, Alex. That's right. There's the one-two battle we all want to see. Who went number one in the Marner draft? That would have been 2015. No, 16. That yeah. was... Or no, 2015. That was McDavid, yeah. Yeah, so McDavid Marner. Not McDavid Matthews. I said, Mc, no, I said McDavid Eichel. It'd be Matthews Line. Matthews Line, sorry. Yeah. Matthews Line, and then. McDavid, I was trying to think Ma- where you're Eichel. going. I was like, McDavid Matthews. You had to catch were. me on these things, Alex, or I'm going to keep talking. Well, I did. That's why, we're, that's why we had to stop. But this is why, like, that could be the the tri state, the tri state, tri state, tri city, whatever, the New York area. Those tri state area. Every team that plays on MSG, except maybe Buffalo, is going to be exciting to watch this year. Maybe Buffalo. I don't know. Buffalo is just, you know, who knows anymore? I want them to be better. I mean, so when the games are, so if the games are close, I don't feel awful that we kept a close game against Buffalo. I want it to be good hockey. So like the game when Matthews won in overtime, when Buffalo was one of the hottest teams in the league, that was fun because they were good. And it was like, yeah, good win. Now at the end of the season, when it was close, we're like, guys, these guys suck. Yeah. So Rangers are looking good. Uh, Colorado's looking good. Colorado's definitely looking good. Detroit's scratching my head, but apparently there's a reason. The eyes of plan. Harrison, my buddy Harrison. The eyes of plan. Yeah. Harrison Watt, who's been on the show multiple times from Ferris State. We need to get him on. He said, hashtag eyes of plan. I think he's trying to steal Shannon plan, but I don't think it's going to work. Or eyes of plan. Whatever the thing is. Eyes of plan. He's trying to hashtag it, but I'm telling him, I'm going to tell him right now. I'll tweet him too. It ain't going to (laughs) happen. I love you, Harrison. Ain't going to happen. The Shannon plan. That's still amazing. It worked. It's the name, dude. That's well, yeah, because he was Shan the Man. Shan the Man with the Shan plan. Sheriff Shan the Man plan. Shan the Man. <laughs> Please move on before I start <laughs> twisting over my tongue. Let's blah, blah, talk blah, blah, about blah, blah. some trades. Trades. So stuff. The two big ones were PK and JT, which is funny because PK, JT. Yes, yeah, I know. Not a real name. <laughs> well, yes, it's their first middle, but. P.K. Subban getting traded again. Much different circumstances, though, than it was in 2016. Wouldn't you agree? Yes and no. No, well, yes, because it was P.K. and Weber one for one. You're getting two right-handed defensemen. Why? Because Bergevin didn't like Subban's attitude and locker room demeanor. And, well, for some reason, Nashville is willing to move it because, hey, we get P.K. Subban? Sure, he's faster than our old Weber. Oh, we love you, Shay, by the way. We'll give you stand ovation when you come back. Sorry. That's fine. He was Behind the scenes injured stuff. the entire year, basically. But now it's $9 million that PK makes on a team that's trying to still be competitive in a hard cap era. With that, with the cap only going up to 81.5, hmm. you lose a little bit of room. Hmm. 
Stop it. Be nice to have a lottery, you know, or not not necessarily a lottery, but you know, just like just a little bit. Higher. Anyways, cap dump, big humongous cap dump. I I really listen. I love this. PK. Is not a cap dump. Nine no. million dollars for two minor leaguers and two draft picks. Uh, Alex, break down the trade for us, could you? Sure. So let me make sure that I got this correct. P.K. Subban goes to New Jersey and return the Nashville Predators receive defenseman Steven Santini and Jeremy Davies, as well as a 2020 second-round pick and a 2019 second-round pick. Do you want me to break down the picks? Uh, because 20, well, 2020 is an easy one because that one's, well, gone. So the second-round pick uh, goes to it was Philly. It was traded to Philadelphia for a couple picks later on. And also because they got the Devils got Philly's second round pick, which was later, which ended up being Igor Afanasia from Muskegon. Mm-hmm. And the third round pick from Philly became Alexander Campbell. And Philadelphia's with the second round pick that they traded back or they traded to Philly, uh, selected Bobby Brink 34th overall. So pretty much the, uh, excuse me, the Predator, oh man, this is a great trade tree. No. P.K. Subban got traded for Steven Santini, Jeremy Davies, and Igor Afanasyev, and Alexander Campbell. Sort of, more or less. So, um, two prospects, two semi-established players. Well, we'll see. I mean, Afanasyev will probably... St- that doesn't sound like a cap dump to me. That sounds like, hey... No, that's $9 million you're getting rid of. Now you have caps. Because these guys, let's be honest, I don't see any of these guys really getting legitimate NHL time. These guys are not, they're getting players just so they get assets in return. They're getting two draft picks out of it, which now ends up going to possibly be being three players out of it. You're just getting more return. But the Preds are still a competitive team. They're getting rid of $9 million, Alex. You cannot tell me that's not a cap dump. There's zero retention. Don't forget, the Leafs and the Kings were trying to talk to David Poyle saying, hey, we like P.K. Subban. All right, how much how much can you allow us to retain? Retainment, we don't want to retain. We want to get rid of all of it. That's where New Jersey came in because New Jersey has the space. Nine million dollars is out the door, out of their hands. They don't care anymore. You could you could have given them twenty draft picks. They would not have cared as long as that nine million goes away. It was not going to be a conditional six. Don't get me wrong. They had to get something in return. But the fact of the matter is, is that PK Subban's gone, and now he's going to and he's joining a younger, speedy, fast, young, exciting New Jersey team that just needs to get a goaltender to play for them. But, no, this is a cap dump by Nashville because they need room to make moves. Uh, Evan Sporer, at EV underscore S-P-O-R-E-R, tweeted a couple days ago, uh, Ray Shiro turned Adam Larson, Steve Santini, Jeremy Davies, and two second-round picks into Taylor Hall and P.K. Subban. Why isn't Ray Shiro GM of the year yet? Uh, You're the, right, playoff success, I know. Yes, sorry. Playoff when, success. When New Jersey makes to the conference finals next year, Ray Shiro's on my ballot. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, you know, I'm looking at the cap friendly for New Jersey right now, and fun fact, the... They're they, still pretty far down there. They still hold... Well, yeah, they, they have 25,000... Or, excuse me, 25... Over 25 million. They are... Just about 26 million in projected cap space. For next year. They're almost four and a half under the cap floor. Under the floor. Yeah. That's great. Hello, Matt Duchesne. 
Yes, they, they got the space. But Matt Duchesne, hey, you want to play with Jack Hughes and Taylor Hall? Sure. Yeah. $6 million. But we have the space. They do. But fun fact, Mike Camilleri is still on there for 1.66, <sighs> repeating until... I, I love Mike, but wait, how long? <laughs> until 2021-22. So he's oh, got this gosh. upcoming... He's got this upcoming season and next upcoming season. When did he sign that contract? Uh, a while him. ago. Oh my! Or I'll click on him. You... Who are their UFAs? Oh, hold on. They also have a recapture penalty of $250,000 for Ilya Kovalchuk until 2024, 2025. Oh, please. 250 grand nowadays, please. That's Mike, oh, Mike is a buyout. Sorry. Yeah, well, that was at, a buyout. Look who they buyout. have to sign. And I put quotes here. They have to They have to sign Stefan Nosen. Kenny Agostino. That may be one you may want to think about. Maybe a cheap one. Pavel Zaka, Curtis Gabriel, Drew Stafford. Okay, bye. You can get Connor Carrick, RFA. Will Butcher, RFA. Mirko Mueller, RFA. Yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood backing up Corey Schneider. Yes, you need a goaltender. But what I'm trying to say is there's money here. Use it. <laughs> you know who else could fit into that uh, $25 million? Tw- Almost $26 million. Hey, if Curtis McElhenney wants to stay in red and black sweater... Hello, nurse. I meant Marner. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that Mitch later. Mar- We're getting to that. Stop it. Or Casper Kapanen or, no. or any of the Leafs hey, that you, deserve to play and deserve hey, to get good sh- money. If you read the freaking outline before we started, you would have known we're getting to that. I'm just saying. You're I'm not getting, even, eh, whatever. You for the team that I don't like, they have a lot of potential. If you want to nominate Alex for hashtag worst podcast host of the year, tweet us at the Kill Podcast and tell us why. Or not. <laughs> that's all you got. I mean, that's... <laughs> nobody... Or not. <laughs> just not do that. I don't care. Point of the matter is, PK on New Jersey. New Jersey, like I said, the Metro is going to be the, uh, the, uh, the, the, ma- the maniac, the Metro's maniacs the of the Metro. The beast. No, you got to go with an M. Yeah, but what, what what was the the magnificent Metro? What was the name that we? Yeah, the we magnificent them, Metro. No, we called them the. They're, no, I call them the mo- the monsters of the metro. Yeah, the monsters of the metro. But they're there not going to be monstrous teams, though. They're going to be competitive. It's going to be wide open. This is why we should just move this. We should just we should take the metro division and push it somewhere else, so we can call them the wild west division. Fun, yeah, fun fact for all you uh, hockey nerds out there: when the Vancouver Nuc- Canucks came into the league in 1970, the Vancouver Nucks. The Vancouver the Nucks. I like it. Yeah, we're gonna move on. To we're the gonna call Nucks. them the Nucks. No, they were in the NHL's East Division, where the couple years later, when the Atlanta, or excuse me, the next season, when the Atlanta Flames came in, a couple years later, they were in the West Division. The NHL and geography have not really gotten a thing. I'm reading, I'm reading Sean McIndoe's The Down Goes Brown History of the NHL, yeah, and it talks about the dumb stories. Of course, when Gilbert, when they, when Buffalo and Vancouver came in at the same time, they had a wheel to determine who gets the first overall pick, which ended up being. Uh, Dave Ta- Dale Talon for Vancouver because they won the thing, and Jill Barrett Perot famously went to Buffalo. They had a wheel with 13 spaces. They had a free space to turn again. <laughs> it was like Wheel of Fortune, like you had to spin again. <laughs> so there were six. It was it was dumb. Sorry, uh, it's great. Get the book, guys. It's a wonderful book. I'm not even ha- I'm not even past I think 1978. No, I'm I'm getting to the point where they start talking about the WHA folding. Mm. That's where I'm at. 
talking about the Nucks. Hey, look at that. Where there's a good segue. Didn't the even Vancouver make- Nucks. Talk about me, Mish. Looking at our script. JT Miller is traded to the Vancouver Nucks. Cat dump. In return, the Tampa Bay Lightning get goalie Merrick Mazanic. Hello, Syracuse. 2019 third rounder who ended up being Hugo Alnifelt. Hello, whatever junior team you play for. Uh, a 2020 conditional first rounder in which the condition is if the Canucks don't make the playoffs, the pick moves to 2021. So basically, uh, like you kind of mentioned before we got on the show. Tampa won't get a top 10 pick next year. Got it. Uh, you know what? They might. No. Okay. What, yeah, Tampa's just going to fall off the cliff. No, that no. No, if the Canucks don't make the playoffs, the pick moves is because like the the Canucks could fall within a top ten pick, but it wouldn't be Tampa's until the following year when hopefully the Canucks are good. The Canucks are another team that's rebuilding ish. No, they're rebuilding, but but they're getting better. Like you look at it. Yes, we're Brock Besser. That's the point of a rebuild. You're supposed to get better. Okay, now you're adding JT Miller, very capable forward, very good player. You have guys like Brock Besser, who, yes, you have to put an RFA, you have to sign him, but whatever. Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, Bo Horvat. You know, you have Edler for a couple more years. Okay, just help the defense out and go home. You know, get out of here. Yeah, Jacob Markstrom is a great... I, at times, he looks like a number one goaltender, but then at the same time, he looks like he should be in the AHL. But the point is that Vancouver has talent. They just can't seem to put it together for a whole season yet. That's the thing. They were good for the first couple months of the year, and they just fell off the cliff again. Yeah, that is true. The point is to get them an 82-game season. But Tampa, like I said, another – this is a – we're talking about three trades today. All three of them cap dumps. JT Miller, I, I whether or not it makes a huge impact, I'm not sure. But Vancouver is fun to watch. If you have – if you're not doing anything on a Saturday night and you have the TV and you can somehow get the CBC stream, Hockey Night in Canada, stay up for the late game. Trust me, it's worth the it's worth watching. They are exciting to watch. If the Oilers are playing, change the channel. Save yourself. Unless you want to watch Connor McDavid. Then you only get to watch him about 45 seconds. Then you can change the channel. That being said, the last big trade, if you will, none other than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? We're talking about the Leafs, okay. <laughs> and the Carolina Hurricanes. This is my kind of trade. Home team to home team. I love it. Hometown, home team to town you've never been to. Home team. State you've never been to. It's a crusade. Yeah, you're... You gotta travel. What are you, abroad? A fan abroad. What do you mean? Your Leafs fans live in Michigan. Okay, listen. We've actually been there. We've done that. Watch and get smoked. (laughs) Marlo wasn't there yet, though. (laughs) There's this funny joke that somebody said. It it has to do with IHOP and... what the IHOP IHOP sells burnt or pancakes with Angus beef in between them? Excuse me, will you tell the chef to cook my steak medium well? Chef, we got a brother named Dion back there. <laughs> he didn't study abroad. He killed abroad though. <laughs> hey, hey, book, hey, book, hey, book. <laughs> Oh, goodness. This show is broken down into a pile of mush. Broken, 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 broken. Marlowe to the Canes. Patrick Marlowe goes to the Carolina Hurricanes. 
as well as a 2020 conditional first, which is if the Leafs pick is in the top 10 in 2020 draft, the pick moves to 2021. And you know what they get back? A 2026th. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, <laughs> no, once again, Alex, just, just to clarify, a 2020 sixth round pick, not a 2026 pick. 2026th round pick. Cap dump. <laughs> Yay! And literally, I'll get to it in a second, but that's going to almost pay for two contracts. The fact of the matter is, yes, you love Marlo, you love the locker room guy. Here's the problem. He has not been, he did not produce. He's old. It's the same thing with Matt Martin. Matt Martin, the first year was at least, okay, physical body. He's helping out the team, actually been able to put some pucks in the net. The next season, Nothing. You can't waste money on guys in this day and age. You can't hold them on for too long. You're not wrong. That's why they. it was almost inevitable, and it stunk. Because Marlo, like I said, I love Marlo. I love Merlo. But you had to understand this day was going to come, especially with a six-and-a-quarter million-dollar contract for a guy that didn't even put up 20 goals last year. Okay? And everyone... The people who don't follow hockey are great. like, what do you mean? They gave up, three, they gave up two assets for a sixth-round pick? And I'm like... Yes, you have to convince them to take the guy. Yeah, but at the same time, the Carolina Hurricanes are probably like, uh, third line, I'll take him. Third line winger, center? Dude, second line. Kidding me? Okay, the Canes have talent, Alex. They got talent, but... They get a veteran player, but here's the thing. It's sounding like they're actually... The, yeah, they're getting a veteran player at 6.25 for one year. Here's the thing, is that Canes are looking... They're going to see what Marlowe wants to do if he really wants to play for him. If not, they're going to buy him out, allowing him to sign back with San Jose. How much San Jose is going to want to pay him, I don't know, but he still has roots in San Jose, has a lot of friends on the, still on that team. Ah, screw it. Family friends. We still got him for a year. I'm saying that they may buy him out. What's the point of buying him out? Just okay. keep him on the team. Take off your Homer goggles and listen here. <laughs> Go for the cup. Why not? Carol, okay. Without McElhenney, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Referring to the, my first point in the show. Anyways. <laughs> speaking of first point in the show, free agency is next Monday. By the way, do you work Monday? Or no, do you work Tuesday? That's a good question. I know you work Monday night. That's a good question. Because I know we're going I, golf. We're going golf in the morning. Free agent starts at noon o'clock. I don't know. Which wait, means, no, wait. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday is the second. Um. Yeah, I don't know yet. I probably do. Well, you said you're going to work the game Monday night, but that's fine. Yeah, I just don't have my schedule yet. Okay. So I would. I don't. So know. we. May, I have. I have both days off, so we could do the show early Tuesday if we needed to. We need to do a show on Tuesday. Is that fair enough? Sure. Because Monday, I'll be busy in Timbits. We may do some Twitter. Oh, we may, actually, we may do what we did last year, do some live Twitter updates. Remember? Oh, well, of course, that was just JT Watch. Yeah. That was pretty, uh, that was pretty cool. We should, I, I think we should do that again. Except this time, I'll actually get, like, a legit camera and not have my phone sitting awkward. We'll actually have, like, a production set up. Here's the thing, though. Who's going to watch? <laughs> Well, we'll just we won't like do like a live show the entire time. We'll just do like the live updates like we did. But we'll have it like a little look good. Other than me like holding a camera like a selfie. GT signed. Hallelujah! Yeah, you're half awake. Timbit Shevin Keister was not capable of doing a show. This time we'll be a little more prepared. Sure. By that I mean I'll be more prepared. But we're gonna go with this. But yes. So the free agency. This time it'll be Marner. 
Hopefully. Oh, Maybe. So, like I said, the new cap is $81.5 million. The cap floor is $60.2 million. There are currently, as of right now, make sure my math is right, one, there are six teams under the cap floor. The Colorado Avalanche, the Ottawa Senators, the Columbus Blue Jackets, New Jersey, Carolina, and the Jets. But, of course, the Jets have a little bit to work with. They have to sign Brandon Tanev. Parr Lindholm probably will be going away. Matt Hendricks will be gone. They have Patrick Laine. This People were predicting this may be the year of the offer sheet, mainly because of the fact that Patrick Laine is on this list. He had a very down year. Question is, how much will he go for? Nowhere above seven. I concur with that. I'd say if you can keep him... I, I I'd give him. I would give him Nylander money. If you're Line A right now, you're looking at a bridge, because you need to prove yourself that last year was a fluke. Because nobody's going to take an eight-year term on you right now. Right. Not even a, not even an offer sheet's going to go that high. I'd give him a three-year trial. Give him five, five, two by five. You have two years to figure it out. Oh, I, oh! I thought you meant five by two. No, 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 no. Five, five years, two million dollars. All right, sure, I'll take no, that. No. I'll take it, but Liney wouldn't. You have Andrew Kopp and Kyle Connor. Those are two guys. Kopp, maybe. Eh. Kyle Connor's a guy you really want to keep. On the back end, oh boy, you have currently five defensemen signed, which includes Sammy Niku and Tucker Pullman, which means uh, hello, Manitoba Moose. The free agents they have, they have Myers, who is looking to be on the move. There was whisp- There was a dinner meeting between him and Vancouver's management, which was not an official meeting, by the way. It was a top contract negotiation. Just a dinner. Hello, my name's Tyler Myers. Hello, my name's Bim Jennings. But official. We also, all we all know dang well. Listen, I know what the NCAA is all about, Alex. They have Joe Morrow, Nathan Bulio, guys they could sign as well, Ben Sherratt. In terms of goaltending, they're okay. They got Bressois for another year, who had a much better year back and backing up than he was in Edmonton. So Winnipeg has some work to do. But looking at Line A, that's a con, like I said, a bridge deal for sure. Colorado has a lot of work to do here. Colorado could be interesting because you have Miko Rantanen, RFA, Gabriel Bork, eh, maybe out the door. JT Comfer, RFA, arbitration eligible. Vladislav Kamenev, he can go. Derek Broussard, older, but you need a, you need a fourth line center that has some capabilities. Alex Kerfoot, you want to keep him. Sven Andragetto, getting a little older, but he's still capable. Colin Wilson may be out. Who knows? He's a UFA. On the back end, you have Nikita Zadorov, who's probably your big one. You have Patrick Nemeth as well, but Zadorov's an RFA and arbitration eligible. Goaltending, you have Varlamov's UFA. Gerbauer is making 3.33 for two more years, so they'll need to figure that out. Their goaltenders in the minors are not the best. Two million. Well, the way he was last year, I wouldn't deny it. Ottawa is going to be hilarious. Because Ottawa is going to take every bad contract on because Pierre Dorian's an idiot. And also because, I mean, look at who they really have. They have a lot of guys on ELCs. Brady Kachuk for another year or two years. They have Magnus Pierre who they may sign because he did pretty good when he went over there. Let's just remember who is a UFA. None other than Jason Spezza. If he went back to I wouldn't be surprised. He's UFA. I think Ottawa needs to make the floor. I think the if sen- you well, use the one, but the senators can take so much dumb contracts right now. 
They could, listen, if you're Peter Shirelli, you are calling Pierre Dorian. I have meat on Lucic and two draft picks. For who? Anything. A conditional sixth. I'll give you a conditional seventh. But the point is, is that they have room. They don't have many players to sign. They really don't. They have, like I said, they have five, U, five they have three UFAs and two RFAs this year. They just don't have any money because they lost guys like Mark Stone. They still have, somehow still have Bobby Ryan. Hey. Seven and a quarter million dollars. Bobby Ryan loves it there. <laughs> Bobby Ryan, because that's the only place that'll pay him that much because, well, he signed that dumb contract so long ago. Um, who are the other teams? We talked about Carolina and Jersey already. Columbus. Columbus is interesting because there's there's all signs of point to Panarin and Bobrovsky not resigning. So you have Ryan Dezingle's UFA. Or Duchesne. Duchesne, that could be interesting as well. He's a UFA. You have Adam Clendon in the back end. He's an RFA. You have to sign him, but he's arbitration eligible. Adam McQuaid's a UFA. Nice pickup, even though he got injured. Zach Orensky's an RFA, and Ryan Murray as well. Those are two guys that have not quite turned out the way they were supposed to. Right. Goaltending, they have four listed right now. The, the Currently, the only goaltender the Columbus Blue Jackets have is Elv... I'm going to hope I say his last name right. Elvis Merzlikens. Merzlikens? Merzlikens. His name is Elvis... And he's still in the building for $874,125. Elvis has left the building. They have Bobrovsky and Kincaid on UFAs. Kincaid may sign because, well, he wants to stay somewhere. Yeah. Bobrovsky's out the door. Jonas Corpusal, though, is an RFA. You may be looking, if you are the Columbus Blue Jackets, you're looking at Corpusal and Kincaid as your goaltending duo. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Okay. Corpus Listen, style. right now, I'm saying unless they make a big splash next week, I'm telling you right now, Columbus may be the worst team in the Metro. Well, I'm not saying write that in pen and paper right now, but let me tell you. Hey. Here's just on goaltending goal t- alone. On goaltending alone, he. Right. But here's one thing. What about I New will, Jersey? Well, I they have say, talent up front. Here's what I will say. If Calgary is willing to let him walk... Corpusalo would be a great one-two you partner. You mean Columbus. You said Columbus. Or you said you said Calgary. Correct. If Calgary is willing to let him walk, Corpusalo would be a great one-two partner with Mike Smith. He's thirty-seven years old. Right. And don't get me wrong. So and, so. Sorry. What what's Corpusalo? What did Corpusalo make last year? 900, I think. 900, something like that. Okay, you get him for like 2 million. And then you take Mike Smith, and then you sign him to, oh, what was Mike Smith's contract last year? Do, 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 Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Vancouver, Buddy Freed just tweeted out, maybe a trade changes things before tomorrow's deadline, but Vancouver not planning to qualify defenseman Ben Hutton. This would make him an unrestricted free agent by next week. This is actually a good point right now, Alex. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Talk about the important dates that are coming up here. Tomorrow is the first day that the UFAs can speak to other teams, but not sign until July 1st. Uh, tomorrow is also tomorrow at five o'clock is the deadline for any qualifying offers. Wednesday, RFAs may speak to other teams, but not sign until July 1st. June 30th is the setting of upper and lower limits. Buyout period and first buyout period ends on next Sunday. So 
That said, sorry, Alex, continue. I just thought about that since they were talking about buying out and qualifying offers. That being said, sign Corpus Salad at two. And Mike Smith, knowing that he's older, you get him for five. Have him split? Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Have a it goal. works for Calgary. He's 37 years old, though. That's the kicker. Right. He's 37 years old, so with a lightened workload. He had a pretty and, light workload in the, pl- in the season. And also, he's moving to the Eastern Conference. So hey. that, that's less travel. <laughs> On the old buddy of his. And honestly, maybe it's just better for him. Maybe playing out in the West is not good for Mike Smith. You have he's a, been in the West. And well, you, to me, okay. He back when he backed up Dwayne Rollison, I can say that in Tampa, he's been in the West, right? With Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Well, and, I mean, with the travel and everything, right. he's an, he's an older guy. So you got he's a, an old fella. You, you have an, you have a goalie tandem at seven million dollars, which some would say is not fun. And let me look at Columbus's uh, cap room right now. Uh, they got a lot. Exactly. Right. A lot, a lot. Right. Their, conge- their expected cap space for next year is $30 million. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's Where's the cap floor at, Ty? 60 point Alex, it's the, it's the one in parentheses. I, I know, I know. 60.2. They are $9 million under the cap. Or just about. Hey, Panarin, you want nine? Duchesne, you want nine? Who wants nine? Who wants coffee? <laughs> Who oh, wants coffee? Here's oh. your coffee. I'll take decaf. All I'm saying is they could afford a $7 million or even $8 million goalie tandem. They can, or they can, they have a lot of room for a lot of things. Of course, those other teams do. A couple other RFAs worth mentioning. Like I said, Brock Besser, Sam Bennett from Calgary is an RFA. Travis Connecting from Philadelphia. Braden Point. Well, Breezewatch trade Braden Point. But now they got rid of JT Miller. They have the room. They do. But I, do they want more? Well, it depends on what Point's going to be asking for. I haven't heard any qualifying offers yet from him, but it could be. Quickly going on the Leafs. Marner's agent made it pretty clear that they're going to look to meet with teams starting Wednesday. Yay. I already did my Schmiel last two shows. I don't know. I don't. I do not know what more I need to say about Marner. Well, then, in that case, we'll move on to other leaves. That's a good idea. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. No, Andreas Janssen. Excuse. Oh my goodness. Uh, Andreas Janssen. Well, I saw. I saw Johnson, and I'm like, who are you looking? At? Sorry, you're looking at someone else. Yeah. Per Bob McKenzie, not Buddy Bob. I haven't met him yet. Andreas Janssen could be looking at four point four years by three point four million dollars. Okay. Kapanen could be at three by three point two million. They were those were the that's what they were looking at. Those were the numbers. They were waiting for the cap to become official. They're probably now just trying to finalize it with the with the respective agency groups and their respective teams and whatever. Come on, Marner, for flip flounder and fluff sakes. Do the right thing. Don't listen to your agent. Do us all a favor. You know Marner has a say in all this. I know he does, which is why I'm getting it's mad. It's not just his agent, dude. I hope so. Sometimes, even if you don't even if you want to play for your home team, you just it's better to have some money. It's annoying, man. It money is a powerful thing. 
Uh, did we talk about William Carlson? Yes, or William. So it's not official. That's not finalized yet, but all signs are pointing towards William Carlson going eight years, $5.9 million. You talk about, and this guy loves Vegas. He's not a homer, but he loves Vegas. I would too. That's a pay cut. 5.9 is a pay cut, Alex. Especially playing a team like Vegas. Yes, but you also have to Wild think. Bill ha- well, because Wild Bill has potential. He's not a superstar. But 5.9 is fair. It's, er- a, it's, it's, it's Eric fair, man. It's a fair deal. And you know what? I think William Carlson understands exactly what he's... Well, once it's in complete and finalized and official, he'll know exactly what he's done. He has helped set up this team for success. Because he knows he was this close to winning a cup. If Vegas can bring in guys to do that and get to the cup and actually win, that way he doesn't have that just so close but so far away feeling anymore, I would take a pay cut too. Obviously, then at this point you're talking about, oh, you know, like oh, you know, eight million versus six point, you know, five or what have you. Well, there better be some serious, uh, Alex, here's the problem with Vegas. There better be some cap maneuvering because, let me tell you right here and now, they ain't got room. What's their, because how much are they over the cap right now? With, well, including the fact that the cap is now 81.5. With LTIR, they have 5.25 million with room because of David Clarkson. This is last year of his contract. They're still retaining on Thomas Tatar. But right now, they're currently 1.624, pretty much 1.625 over the cap. But they have, like I said, a few more to play with. The thing is that you have to get rid of some contracts. Hello, Ryan Reeves. That's 2.775. That's got to go. Cody Eakin, 3.85. Yee. You just signed Alex Tuck to a stupid deal. George McPhee, you're getting old. March or so. Fair deal at $5 million. Riley Smith, $5 million. Eh. Paul Snazzy, you deal. You that, that's your fault. Pat, Max Pacchetti, you picked up that contract. Let's Derek see. England's gone. Mark Stone, well, that was your doing as well. Let's look at the defense. Yes, Nick Holden. Uh, Colin Nick Mil- Holden, you need him. So Colin Miller, his name has been swirling around trade rumors. I've heard Leafs, heard Kings, I've heard other teams in the East as well. That's. Alex. That is, it's not a small contract, but it's not a huge one. That makes it easy to get, that makes it easy to get Carlson. Word on the street is that you have to, Vegas does not want to do, they want to do minimal deals. They can in the West. They don't want to do anything too much. Hence why they look out East. You have to re-sign Malcolm Subban still. You need a, you need another goaltender because I'll be honest right now, I love Maxim Lagasse and I love Oscar Dance, but I don't think they're NHL goaltenders and Zach Fucali is not moving up from Fort Wayne anytime soon. <laughs> right. The fact that he's still under some form of an NHL or AHL deal is shocking to say the least. But it, Vancouver or Vancouver, good Lord. V's Vegas. Help. Send help. No, you have to. If you're George McPhee, you're answering phone calls. And listen, you may have to do a dumb contract that the Leafs did. Get one lousy late round, late draft pick 
for a player that you need to get rid of. And yeah, you may have to do that with Ryan Reeves. Because I don't think Ryan, unless you do Ryan Reeves for a seventh, you ain't going to, you're not going to be able to take, hey, I, like I said, Pierre Dorian, hello, Mr. Dorian, yes, this is George McPhee. Yes, 2.775 for a guy that likes to fight. Cool. You're going to put him on the line with Lucic? Awesome. Cool. What do you want to send back? Conditional seventh? What's the condition? If Reeves resigns. Perfect. Sounds good. I should be in a, hey, I'm just saying, NHL GM jobs, hello. I'm taking phone calls. Seattle, Jerry Bruckheimer, I love your films. You're doing a great job. Tell, or tell it again. Days of Thunder is the best NASCAR movie ever. Give, give me a call. Hello, Jerry Bruckheimer. Yes, this is Tyler. We'd like you to come on. Cool. What's my pay? Minimum. Awesome. Better than I do now. I'm just saying. I'm a GM. Colin Miller's got to go. I'm just looking at their cat friendly. Colin Miller's got to go. usually where Alex would make fun of me for my phone calls to fake people that I know. But he completely ignored it. Call that a win for the home team. Right, because I think they need to get rid of Jonathan March or so. I, either that or it's a Ry- so what's the Riley mark? Smith or March or so you pick they're on the same line <laughs> you, exactly you pick because you're not going to get rid of March or so or excuse me Mark Stone the modified no trade he has right now is an eight team no trade list correct what's Wait. uh trade him to Seattle Smith. can you trade him to Seattle <laughs> Riley no. Smith Here's is the, I don't the mind March. I don't mind March so and Smith's deal. Smith, I'd maybe worried about a little bit more, but there's other players you can move for the relief now. As I'm trying to say, because look at all the UFAs and RFAs we have next year, Alex. No, no, no. What about this year though? William Carlson, which they're hoping to wrap Five, up. If they get rid of two million dollars, it gives you enough to re-sign March so and still keep a defense core. But on they the blue don't line. have Brandon Peary, Ryan Carpenter, Pierre Edouard Bellamare. You don't need him. Nikit. You really no, you really don't. I'm sorry, you really do not need those guys. You got picked up at the in the expansion draft because teams told you to. Because teams asked you to if you could take them, and you did. Listen, you have got a bit to do. That's all I'm saying. There's a little. There's there there. They do not need to do much. Let's be honest. Getting David Clarkson's contract is saving their butts right now. That is saving them. They're saving grace. Right. Because that gives them money to play with. A limited amount. Right. So the best you can do right now is sell a big fish and get a lot in return. But you don't want no. Who's you can. the big fish? That's capable. Alex Tuck is clearly the one I'm thinking of. Alex Tuck is definitely a good option. Four point seven five for nobody's years, gonna, and years and years. But here's the thing: they just signed him to the big deal. Nobody's going to take that kind of a term for that kind of a player. That's why you have to get rid of guys like Ryan Reeves. And, of course, you got to let all the UFAs and RFAs walk. But you can try to make a move and move Eric Halla. You could try to get rid of Max Pacioretty. I don't... Uh, that's tough. That's me a tough one. I don't Co- think so. Cody can it's be been too soon. Right. But it's... Well, honestly, it's never, it's never a too soon thing. Don't forget, Yaroslav Halak was a Buffalo Sabre for about 45 seconds. Okay, fine. Max Pacioretty goes back to the Montreal Canadiens. What happens then? You stop that. <laughs> Mark Bergman has something to complain about. Exactly. But let's look at the UFAs now. The other restricted free agents is, of course, the list is always long. But we should start off with the, probably the two big ones right now, Sergei Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin. The quote, the right now, the predicted package deal. That's the word on the street, is that they want to be a package. Hence, that's why they have the same agent now. So All strategic. 
Uh, what's Florida? So everyone is looking. Florida's projected cap space is 20.4. Who do they have to resign? They have to resign uh, Troy Brower, and Riley Sheehan, who yeah. they absolutely should resign. He's a Not great player. if you're going to get Panarin. No. You, you Jamie can, McGinn. You can get rid of all those. All uh, those all Mackenzie Weger. Nope. Ian McCaution. Nope. And now, yes, you are looking at quite literally half of your AHL team. (laughs) Okay. The minor league deals are easy because you can get them to sign AHL contracts and cheap two-way deals. It works out very, AHL deals are always kind of finagly, finagly, finagly. What? Like, no, no, that's no, not, not Nick or Marcus, but the Panthers have room. They They have one of the best offenses in the league. Now, yes, their assistant coach left to come to the Leafs, so I don't know how their power play will be now. But look on defense. Aaron Eckblad, you're right. Not the greatest. But he's still capable. Michael Matheson, fairly cheap deal. Okay. Yeah, you have Mark Pysik and Josh Brown, who may not be the best. But you have Keith Yandel, who, despite being 32 years old, is looking like a 26-year-old again. I don't know how. He made the all-star team last year. Yes, you do have to look at the goaltending and say, what are we going to do with that? If you want to get Bobrovsky. Option one, well, yet first, you got to see where Luongo's at. Luongo has gone out, come out publicly saying he doesn't know what he wants to do. He has to assess where he's at with his life, with his family, so on and so forth, to see if he wants to play next year. If he retires, remember, this is one of those deals, especially him being 40 years old, where a portion of the cap goes onto the cap, but not the full 4.33333 that they right. pay him now. Option two, Luongo stays, you trade James Reimer. You have to. You can't have three goaltenders making anything anywhere over $3 million. You can't do that. Right. Because Bobrovsky is making nine. Just saying. Yeah. He's making dang near carry price money. And Panarin's going to make nine. You're going to have two players that do not play the same possession at all making $9 million. This is the modern-day Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Remember when they, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure you were following there, and, of course, the folks at home as well. So, yes, this could be the, probably the biggest deal in Florida Panthers history since they got Pavel Bure, which was how many years ago? A bit. 20. That being said. 21, actually. Yeah, that trade's older than me. Was that a trade? I want to say so. Okay, fine. I'm looking up. You keep talking. One thing that I want to... Oh, who who said it? Uh, Oh, what's his name? Around the Horn. What's his name? There's a a lot of people going on that ESPN show, Alex. Needless to say, uh, somebody brought up the, the concept of What's Florida going to do this next year? I'll tell you. They're going to sign a defenseman. They don't need Panarin and this Bobrovsky guy. No. Yeah, and that, that's how this he said is, it. This is why ESPN you should never watch. Well, he's, he's a baseball guy. Too. Actually, no, you should watch it right now because Michigan is in the College World Series against Vanderbilt. They are. But, sorry, Pavel Bure held out in the 98, 98 season because, well, Pavel Bure was traded on January, of 19, January 17th of 1999 to the Florida Panthers with Brett Hedekin, Brad Ferentz, and Vancouver's third-round choice. Wait, hold on. You're telling me there was more players. Okay, this is how good, this is how dumb the 90s was. 
Pavel Bure, Brett Hedekin, Brad Ferentz, Vancouver's third-round pick, which ended up being Robert Fried, who didn't play ever, for Ed Jovanovsky, Dave Gagne, Mike Brown, Kevin Weeks, and 2000 first-round choice, which ended up being Nathan Smith. Well, who won that deal? Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver. Well, Vancouver actually had somewhat playoff success. Yeah, but here's, here's what I was about to say, though. He said, oh, I don't need this Bobrovsky guy. You know what they need? My buddy from L.A. They need that Alec Martinez guy. Why are they talking about the NHL on ESPN? Don't, I'm not going to, nope, not going to get, I'm not going to get into it. I do not need to. Okay, but, but, but here, here, here's my question though. How are they going to fill in that back end? Because you can have a really good goalie. Let's look at the UFAs. Dion Phaneuf. I'm kidding. No, I'm (laughs) I'm just saying, it's great. I'm serious. Uh, no, I'd happens. rather I would rather have Matt Duchesne play defense than Dion Phaneuf. What if they got Matt Duchesne, Panarin, and Bobrovsky? Screw defense. We all have offense and a goaltender. Our line consists of four forwards and one defenseman, and Bobrovsky. And Bobrovsky. So let's actually look, Alex, at the UFAs. So I'm looking. This kind of goes by cal- salary cap. So I'm, I'm going to ignore the top. Because, like, there's Tyler Myers, but so all signs are pointing towards Vancouver. Anton Strawman, who has been tagged with the Leafs and other teams as well, so he could go there. There is Jake Gardner. Who knows? There's still a week before free agency hits. I'm looking at legitimate possibilities for a good defenseman. And I am not finding a whole lot. Because I'm sorry, Luke Shen's an opportunity, and you have Eric Greiba, but... Dennis Seidenberg's older than dirt. Are there really any players? Maybe maybe Carl Gunnarsson. He had a decent playoff. There's really not many younger and more talented, I guess, UFAs, I would say, that are available. Jordy Ben probably is another. Him and Ben Sherrod are going to both be UFAs. Like I said, we have a whole week before July 1st. Players could get signed tomorrow. And you won't hear us talk about it until Tuesday, which could easily be a three-hour show, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Um, Ben Lovejoy's an option. Michael Delzato, who didn't play squat for St. Louis. You know who who would be a good pickup for Florida? You say Mark Mathot. I'm going to say, how old do you want this blue line to be? I was going to say Zachary Wierenski. You're talking about offer sheeting and giving up draft picks. For Zach Wierenski, who, let's be honest, came in with a lot of hype, Alex, but really didn't work out. Or well, really has not worked out. Has not. I can't say past tense. Has not. Fair enough. Otherwise, what fair, about fair. Jimmy Schultz? It's another RFA, Alex. Take, giving up a lot of draft, giving up draft picks is tough for teams. That's why you don't see many teams ever try to do an offer sheet. Shea Weber was probably the last notable one, but I don't see any players that are capable of are Shea Weber caliber as RFAs right now. And Jacob Truba is finally signed in New York, so that ain't going to happen. I'm, I'm looking at, like, if you're just wanting to fill out your defense, you may have to look at, like I said, you have a Mark Mathot, you have Anton Strawman. Anton Strawman would not be a bad idea. It's just how much term can you give him? Because at Strawman's age, he's looking, Strawman right now is 32 years old. He's looking for a seven-year contract that will take him to the end of, his, end of the line. Okay, you take Tyler Myers or like Jake I said, Gardner. Like, like I said, you have Ooh, Vancouver Jake talking. Gardner? It depends on what the Leafs are going to offer him. If what, what are the Leafs asking him for? Is it 
It can't. There, there hasn't been re- any reports yet. For, I uh, have Gardner. Not, I have not heard anything. You haven't heard from your buddy Fridge? No, Fridge. There's. I've heard people saying that they're looking at it. They're looking to keep him. Of course, then again, I heard people also say that Marlowe was going to stay. So I don't believe anybody. Gardner would be great. Younger defenseman, good puck moving defenseman, can play the. He can play the right side. He doesn't want to. He's probably not the best at it. Ron right. Haynes, he can play the right side, but then again, that's 38 years old. But then again, you could get him at a million and a half, two million dollars. You could get him at a cheaper deal than you would, say, a Jake Gardner, say, an Anton Strawman. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, if we're, if we're staying on the topic of Florida or any team that's trying to fill out a defense core, I think Jordy, or excuse me, <coughs> I think Jordy Ben is going to stay in Montreal. Yeah, well, they, well, One they point, because they need defense. Right. They need they, defensemen. There, there's there's a lot of great... Brooks Orpik's available. Why can't we go after him? Because he's older than dirt. Right. There's a he's lot of... He's on the older than dirt list, guys. There's a lot of great players out there. And because I... For those of you who are listening at home and you, maybe possibly you kind of play along using Cap Friendly. Um, CapFriendly.com, by the way, we should probably mention that every show. Yeah. Do we, do we mention that every show? Uh, usually. Um, going into the, like the free agents thing, and then you go into the settings. I have it sorted by top to down points per game with an expiry status of UFA. The current top ten for with points per game: Panarin, Duchesne, Pavelski, Zuccarello, Gustav Let's talk about who. Let's talk about who can be going after these players. Let's not just run a list. Let's. Okay, fine. Uh. Panarin. How'd you, how'd you get, wait, hold on. Oh, there's points per game. Okay. Yep. You can uh, do points per game there. Um, what's another one you can do? I personally think points per game is a very good factor. Otherwise, you could possibly just do points in general, but that really doesn't show um, current statuses. Well, it does, but it shows last year's stats. Right. Let's so, have- so, Artemi Panarin, you're looking at, any team that has a lot of cap space because of the Bobrovsky Panarin duo deal. Right. And that's what I'm saying that like that that's looking like right now a deal. How would you sort it? What I'm do you mean? Trying to click points for game and it doesn't sort. Okay. You have, you have to go to update results. Oh, I have to click it like up top. Yes. Or? Sort by, ah, here we go. Yeah, it's better. Sorry, I, was, I thought you like clicked it like on the table. Anyways, I'll edit this out. Nope. Matt Duchesne, it's going to be over. It, do you think he's going to think about taking a pay cut? Listen, that $6 million looks like a pretty bad deal that he had towards the end. Yes, I know he did all right for Columbus towards the end, but that's a lot of money for some teams to gamble on. A 28-year-old that, let's be honest, he did have 70 points last year, but he played on a really good team. Yes, I possibly think seven by four. Seven million dollars, four years. Ooh, that's a lot. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. It, it is a, a bit of money. Otherwise, you could give him, you know, 6.25. He doesn't want to move somewhere for nothing. Right. Because six million, yes, he could stay right there. Realistically, if he wanted to, he could do 5.5. 5.75, something around there. 
He's he's still a talent. He still has a he lot of, to find of value. Right, he just needed to find the right place, the right players to play with. He just needs to find the proper role. Right. What he was quite literally thrown into with Columbus was ridiculous. It was poor player management by the Blue Jackets. Well, they went they they went they, for it. They, they they went far and they went for it. I'm just saying this. If Duchesne was more strategically brought into the fold and it wasn't just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of thing, he would That's how the deadline works. That's how it works, Alex. That's the thing. But don't forget, the Blue Jackets could easily resign him. They could. Easily, because they had... And like you know what? I think he'd be happy doing that. And I'm sure Dezingle would be the same, too, because Dezingle is not... He did that. That didn't work out the Columbus the way Columbus thought it was going to. No, because think about it. You go. You get to the the quarterfinals, uh, or the semis. Excuse me. No, you do make it to the quarterfinals. No, yeah, quarterfinals because yes, quarterfinals and then I think the, about conference. The, yeah, conference the, semis. Yeah, but the, yes. Yeah. But he was not a big time player. That contract will be interesting. I'm curious what Matt Zuccarello is going to do because here's the thing. Zuccarello is a UFA. Doesn't sound like he wants to re-sign with Dallas. New York did just get rid of him for a cap dump. Yeah, he's not going back to New York. I'm just trying to tickle the fancies of the folks in no, Madison, there's Madison too many Garden Knights. There's too many current stories going on of people going back home and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And they blah. signed for $11 million and they pictured their bed sheets and all this stuff, yeah. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2018. It was last year. You remember Steve Dangle on the show, and that was, it was probably the best conversation we had with him, and it was pretty cool. And he said James Van Riemsdyk shouldn't be offered at all, and the Leafs had a shot, but nobody really thought they were actually going to get John Tavares. Remember those days? Yeah, I do. Yeah, those. That uh, being said, though, mm, I don't see, think no, Alex, trying- no, you're right, Alex. We should try to get Steve Dangle on again. Probably won't happen. It probably won't happen. And you know what? I'm okay with that. He's got book tours. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a he's, he's got a book. He's getting busier and busier, and that's okay. He's he's a busy guy. You know, we understand. What are they going to do with Joe Pavelski right now? I thought we were talking about Zuccarello. We're still on Zuccarello. I thought we were past it. Listen, he's an older player. He's thirty. Uh, okay, yes, he's only thirty-one, but that was a lot of money for giving a guy that was not producing a lot. He did bring the energy to Dallas because, well, you get reinvigorated when you're going to a playoff team, when you're on such a bad team like the Rangers were. The thing is, is that can Zuccarello lead a team? Can That's he be, the question. Well, well, he makes, he's going to, if gonna he want, goes to a team, he's going to quote unquote want to lead a team. He's granted he was hurt. So that's why he only had 40 points, but still that's a lot. It, He's going to want over $6 million, but for how long is someone going to pay him $6 million? Three years. No, he's... No. Ah, uh, no, never no, mind. Sorry. Never mind. Teams will offer... Sorry, I was looking at Buffalo, and I was looking at the defenseman, and I was like, oh, yeah, $6 million. And then I looked at their offense, and I was like, Jack Eichel for 10. Jeff Skinner for stupid amounts. Jeff Skinner at 9. Kyle Ocposo at 6. Sam oh, Reinhardt gosh, at 3.65. Sabatka at 3.5, Connor Sheary at 3 flat, <laughs> and they've got one, two, three, four forwards that they got to sign. Buffalo's in trouble. Big trouble. But here's the thing. 
don't forget, these guys are UFAs. They can ask for a lot of money and ignore three-year offers. Zuccarello is one of those guys because he realizes that, well, maybe, I'm, maybe my peak is past. Let's maybe the career's over. Let's go for that eight-year deal because, hell, we need some money. We're going to need money when this career is over with. Uh, Joe Pavelski, there's whispers that he may not get re-signed by San Jose. If he takes a discount, that's all I can think of. Yeah, hey, San Jose. If just Joe a Thornton situation. can do it, so can the other Joe. Pavelski and Thornton, the Joe Thornton needs to retire. The average Joe's. No. Joe Thornton's not gonna retire unless his knees just break in half. You're right. And he can't walk anymore. League men, Boston. <laughs> he would don't kid him. No, he no, he likes San Jose. That's why, like, that's why he signed. Because everyone remember last year was gonna or it wasn't a couple years ago, excuse me, when everyone's like, Thornton's coming to Toronto, Thornton's coming. No. Marlo? Okay. Thornton At least we got one of them. Thornton doesn't want to leave. No. Thornton will never, never, never leave. He will play league men with the Barracudas just to stay in the HP Pavilion or SAP Pavilion, whatever it's called now. League men, fourth line winger. On the Barracudas, 120 grand. No, I'm on the Sharks still. Someone's got to be captain. He, he was on the fourth. No, it's Pavelski. Well, Pavelski was the captain. We don't no, know. No, Thornton's going to be captain. Do you re-sign Pavelski or Nyquist? I like Nyquist. Ny- I like Nyquist because, well, A, he's younger. B, more talent. But Pavelski just knows how to play. Nyquist, he's hot he and cold. He calms down Kane. Nyquist is hot and cold. And yes, Pavelski's leadership is huge. But is Pavelski willing to take the... the quote-unquote hometown discount. You can say it's hometown now because he's been there long enough to say well, that. Well, is Gustav Nyquist willing to make anything under five? Nope. <laughs> Listen, I know Gustav. I've met the guy. No. Yet. However you say it in Swedish, the answer is no. He's, he's going to want his money. Uh, Justin Williams, also another guy that's UFA. There's word that Justin may not even play next year. He may hang him up if, he doesn't, if the deal's not right. It's funny because like he's a coach and everything down there with Carolina now. He was nominated, I think, for the King Clancy as well. Was the King Clancy or was it the Bill Masterton? I think it was King Clancy Award. Oh. Anyways, he was uh, he was nominated for that. Dude, why not? You Anders Lee is a UFA and has not been resigned yet. How about it, Islanders fans? If two years in a row your captain signed somewhere else. Yeah, it it was kind of mentioned on a couple other shows, and yeah, I just felt I just thought that was kind of funny because I'm like, you haven't. I mean, he's your captain. Yeah, so was Tavares though. Well, Tavares could have done a lot sooner. Uh, Wayne Simmons is really a big talking point. He was a playoff buy for the Predators. Didn't really do a whole lot, but then again, the Preds weren't in it long. They only in six games. I like the idea you can put Wayne Simmons on a team. Just where's the right fit and for what dollar? Because his contract that he was on was a steal. However, does he feel like he's worth that? No. No. That's four and a half million dollars is probably what he's going to want. But where does he, did, could he go back to Philly if for a, for a better discount for a better deal? I'm not sure. I, it's a it's a tough sell because there's just a, there's too many teams right now that have a lot of RFAs and UFAs, a lot of which they're going to try to keep. Right. So. Is there a space for Wayne Simmons somewhere? Yes. It just comes to a matter of how many guys are you willing to give up? Or how many guys are not willing to sign? Right. Is there uh, any more other notable, not notable, notable UFAs that are really out there right well, the now? The exception of Jason Spezza going back to Ottawa, Patrick Maroon, hopefully staying in St. Louis just for my sake. 
please just stay in St. Louis, man. Do you really want to be away from your boy anymore? Don't you like staying at home with your kid? Having you know damn well he's going to. He better. Gosh darn it. He took a discount to go there. He's gonna. He's going to make his money. Here he is, won a Stanley Cup for gosh sakes. Well, Michael Ferlin signed a reasonable deal, Alex. Or will he try to ride the high that he was on and go for broke? I don't and know. literally cap strap the Carolina Hurricanes. I thought I'd never say that. That would be interesting. If he does, he's on my death list. Um, I really think that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I think we'll, we'll definitely have a lot more for next show, obviously. Well, next show, there'll be all the signings and all the trade, more trades. and Right, we weren't, we weren't able to do any show other than How today. long was our show last year? Did we, like, burn through? I think we were really fast last year. With we had to, like, burn through it for some reason. Next, this, next week, you're going to want to get, like, a couple beers, even some coffee to stay awake because it's going to be a long show next week. This one's about an hour and a half I'm looking at. I'm trying to determine the times we all stopped and stuff and things. Right. Going to do some editing. But, no, it it's... There is a lot of questions, but clearly the big fish right now is Panarin and Bobrovsky. And yes, it's both of them. Because clearly they're a package deal. It's going to cost the team a lot of money, at least $18 million a piece, or $18 million total, pardon me, of the two. But realistically, who who else other than them is the big fish? Who other than those two? You'd ha- are, you, are you looking at Duchesne? Are you looking at... I mean, are you? Is it the RFA? Is this the year of the RFA? Who knows? Tell us what you think. Who's the bigger fish? Which RFA is going to get offer sheeted and signed? What's going to happen on July first? Let us know using the hashtag the Kill Podcast. Tweet us at the Kill Podcast. Please go on downtownsportsnetwork.com. Check out all the other lovely shows we have on that site. Not just hockey. We also have football, basketball, racing, the whole nine yards, including ten yards for our first down and other lovely shows. On that note, thank you so much, listeners, for taking the time out of your day to spend a little bit more time with us. For Tyler... We are sorry. We are very, very sorry. For Tyler, your host as always, Alex. We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, for Pete's sake! Bye!